Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada, with over two decades' experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. to welcome you to another episode for A Voice for Love. And today my guest is the lovely Siobhan Walsh. Yay. Hi. Hello, Siobhan, please. Siobhan is a wonderful singer here from um, also living in Vancouver, BC, same as me. So Siobhan, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, so I have been in Vancouver six years. I moved here 2014 from uh, Vancouver Island. So I grew up in Victoria. Um, yeah, I've been, so I was actually born in Scotland. I don't know if I told you that, but I was born in Glasgow um, because my dad worked for the Scottish Opera. Um, so then we moved back to Canada. And yeah, I've just always been in a musical family. You know, my, my dad in the opera, my mom listened to so much like eclectic music that I was just always surrounded by that. So I basically always tell this story that I sang before I actually talked. I was singing opera in the bathtub when I was like two years old. So I had the bug really early, but um, yeah, I've just, I've been singing in so many different capacities over the years, um, but really started my professional life when I moved to Vancouver in 2014. And then that's when I started um, you know, my own band. And I, I think I told you, um, I do the Aretha Franklin tribute and yeah, that's when like things really got rolling in that, in me believing in myself in that way. Right. And so that's yeah. great lead into, this is kind of what we were talking about. So I asked Siobhan, yeah. I'm excited because I saw like, <laughs> posts on, on Instagram and, um, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then we had a long conversation and I was yeah. like, are we the same person? Because <laughs> so much of everything that you were saying is exactly what um, the course that I'm, my upcoming course of Voice for Love is about and so much of my philosophy. Yeah. And it's sort of what we were just talking about prior to like leading into this too here is like this whole, the, the role of you know, it's not just about the voice when we're singing, like, it's not just about the technical aspect, like there's so much more. So how did like you, like you say, like you starting to believe in yourself, how did that change your music career and your singing voice? It's more of a life change that I made. Um, because my philosophy is, is I'm not focused on my voice. I'm focused on living my life to the best and I'm focused on being a, a, a great human being and I'm focused on healing myself from, from challenges that I've faced, circumstances, events that I've been in and really owning my life 
which means accepting it and being okay with it and using that as creative fuel to fully express singing is part of my healing, you know, and I think that it is that way for a lot of people and without stepping on anybody's toes, I think it's a lot of people's blocks as well. Um, because especially as women, we constantly have these pressures from society to sound a certain way, be a certain way, look a certain way, specifically as artists. And, and that takes us away from connecting to our authentic selves and um, the thing that our soul wants that, you know, which is to just be accepted and to be in truth and to be honest with ourselves and have integrity. And so I was just saying, like, I think that a lot of people are starving themselves from really having that experience within themselves. So yeah, I'll just stop there. Cause I could go on. <laughs> Well, no, absolutely. Well, they are absolutely. And it's because most people are distracted by, you know, the outside world and whatever it is yeah. that they're doing. And then like our society doesn't necessarily value creativity. We don't value. It's really interesting because I think about this all the time as, as an artist. Yeah. It's hard to, it's sometimes hard to get people to value art and to value music. Yet this is something that everybody uses every day, day mm -hmm. in and day out. Like music is a coping mechanism. It's its own healing modality. It's its yeah. own for people. It can help them through the day with whatever they're going through, whether it's like to distract them or to uplift them or, or, you know, make them feel some kind of emotion. And yet, you know, in many ways, we're still not shown that this is something of value. And then it's this extreme where we have like, you know, a very small group of people who are like, become like celebrities, and then, you know, they get like idolized and like put in the public eye. And then there's all these other people that are, you know, maybe not as well known, but that are sort of struggling to make it as artists in the world. And then of course, like everything in between that. So I, I find that really interesting. And I hope that we like, you know, as we evolve that we start to put more of a value on the arts because I think it's one of the most important things that there is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really connecting to ourselves, you know, because we each have such a unique gift to offer. We each have this beautiful thing inside of us that nobody else has. And I just like, have this fire that I want everybody to like connect to that place in themselves and really like fearlessly dig deep. And I know that's just being like crazy and optimistic and, but, but that, you know, when you think about the really phenomenal artists of the world, when you think about like whatever medium, you know, um, music or, or, or painters or anything, it's, the ones that really stand out, at least for me anyway, the ones that really like give me the shivers and I'm just like, wow, inspired. It's because they fearlessly go to that place inside themselves. They know themselves so well. And even if, even if they're, they're learning, like we're always learning and growing and they accept all of those stages of that within themselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> and and they still go for it. Like there's, there's a fearlessness and a courage and then actually expressing that in their channeling that in their medium. That's when it's just like, Whoa. And it, it has the ability to inspire and transform other people's lives. I just find, 
I find that, you know, that, that, that transfer of energy so powerful and healing. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're very right about that. You know, that we do each have our own unique signature and that's what the world needs from us. And yet again, most people are not allowing themselves to be that or even having an awareness of that because they're busy trying to keep up with this, you know, ideal of, of what, you know, like of, that is very unrealistic and is pushing many people actually further away from themselves. So, you know, we were talking about this and I'd love for you to share a little bit about your thoughts about like how we can actually use the voice to come back to ourselves and how can we actually use the voice to, you know, shift our own state of being and like, what would you have to say about that? I think it, it, it comes down to, I guess I'm repeating myself a little bit because it does come down to a certain acceptance of ourselves and a certain, and I mean an acceptance of what is, uh, how we feel about ourselves, our belief systems, what we believe in, how we believe in ourselves. All of that is connected. There's no compartmentalization. Like it literally is all connected to this built-in instrument that we have. We use our voice to speak. Everybody speaks and everybody can sing. It's just literally the mind, the mind blocks that stop us from like truly expressing in that way. So um, that's what I think about a lot. You know, if I use my own life as an example, I have been singing my whole life. I'm 32. So that's a few years. and. I used to, I think in my head, just be a pretty voice, you know? Um, I, yes, I had emotion, but I was held back because I was held back in my life. I held myself back, you know, by fully allowing myself to fully feel and fully express because I was afraid because of all of these things. Um, you know, circumstances that I was in that didn't allow for me to like fully express myself. I feel like in our culture anyway, just like we were talking about, we're not encouraged to really dig deep within ourselves and really feel feel joy to the fullest, feel pain to the fullest. We're not taught how to grieve. Like all of these things play and are play into how we sing. I I hope I'm explaining it well enough. It's just the reason I've gotten to where I am in my thinking and my feeling about all of this is by living my life, by making mistakes, by fucking up, by... And in that pain, I've also experienced immense joy also because I've allowed myself to go to those areas. And so when I allow myself to feel these feelings so deeply, that's how I channel that in how I sing. So that's what I mean when I say there is no, you can't compartmentalize. When I open myself in one emotional area, that is going to come through in how I sing. So I used to, I used to be like a nice voice but the but the the thing that was missing and that i'm learning continually and i'll be learning over a lifetime is having purpose 
and having intention behind what I'm singing about, whatever it is, even if it's not directly related to this specific song that I'm singing, it's, I know why I'm singing now. I know, like, I know what I'm here on this earth to do. And I'm not saying everybody has to have this, like, great intention, but there is something really powerful about knowing what your purpose is. And honestly, that's going to fuel everything you do, whether it's like your day-to-day life or whether you're using it in your singing voice. Having purpose and intention makes all the difference. So now when I sing, I'm coming, with, I'm coming from a very different place than when I was 10, 15 years ago where I've grown so much and I've grown into myself. So it is a lifelong process. I'll always be learning and growing, but I do feel that there is no separation between uh, our life and how we express it as artists and when we you know, sing or play instruments or whatever it is that we do. If that makes sense. Makes <laughs> sense. A lot of things. And, and uh, you know, um, we, we think a lot similarly in a lot of ways. <laughs> but I absolutely agree. That's why I always say, like, when I'm working with people on a project or, like, other musicians or other artists, like, I'm all about even the, like, entire process, like, how that works, you know, because I believe, like, every step along the way contributes to the whole. So I want the energy to be good. I want everyone to be kind of aligned and on the same page. Yeah. I feel that that is, you know, reflected in the final process it's kind of like being holistic like you know being being holistic with everything we do right yeah. so I um yeah no it, it makes it makes absolute sense and that, that's so interesting and yes like yes to having purpose um I just as you were saying that I was thinking you know I was I did a, a session with a client yesterday and she was you know as many people humans especially women are you know like kind of thinking about a, a fella that she liked or whatever and and so much of the time the message that always comes through is like focus on your purpose because when you're on purpose then nothing can sort of take you out of that you know then things will still come along like life is still happening but it's like things don't almost affect you as much because it's just like nope I'm on purpose like this is happening over here and and that's really powerful because if everyone did know what they're even if you don't know specifically what your purpose is you can still be on purpose without knowing exactly like yeah purpose right because I I love that I feel like our purpose changes throughout life you know, I know yeah. when I was younger, I was obsessed with like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And one day I heard, you know, a little voice of my angel say like, your purpose is to be at peace. And, and that's, yeah. that's given me this really interesting perspective because now, first of all, my birthday also happens to fall on the international day of peace. So that's like extra significant, Amazing. but, it also, but it's given me this perspective actually. And it's allowed me to detach more from what I do from my creations because I'm like, you know, it's yes, I do all these things in the world, but that's not really my purpose. And if I'm no. at peace while I'm doing all of those things, well then I'm I'm in my purpose. So then that yeah. goes back to that idea of like the holistic, like I like the process to be, you know, you know, I like it to flow well. I like everybody to be in good energy when I'm working with them. Like if 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 you know, you know, when things when you're working with people and sometimes it doesn't go well, I'm like, oh I I, I don't like that for the for the whole. Yeah. You know? So I I get it. Oh, I love it. It's so true because it's not about, we get so focused in our society about what's our job, like, because our job defines us. Fuck no. Who we are defines us. Just like you said, like your purpose is to live in peace and you're going to be that no matter what it is that you're doing, no matter who it is that you're with. And 
And nobody can take that away from you. You're living your life for yourself. You're not living your life for somebody else. You, you know, like so often women have been in that position of being secondary, you know, like, so when we are really living our lives for ourselves, and I don't mean that in a selfish way, I mean that we have to have that so that we can really bring our fullest selves to the world and serve in the ways that we want to. Um, we, we attract a certain environment. We attract, um, people that are living in that same vibrational energy. So yeah, I, I hundred percent agree. Like I'll, I know what my purpose is. My purpose is to live in truth. So speak the truth. Um, so whatever that looks like, whether I'm singing, whether I'm having a conversation with you, whether I'm, uh, you know, making dinner for myself, like it's, <laughs> it's always coming from that place. You know, I'm not living my life. I'm not here to perform. And especially there's something so powerful about that as an artist, because so often we're trained to perform. I fucking don't care about performing. I care about being because that is when, and I'm being in truth. And so when I'm being that space and I'm being that in my fullest, brightest, most magnificent way, that, that is what, that is what affects the most. I'm not saying I'm, I'm trying to affect people, but I know that it does. And I know that it heals me and it hopefully heals others, you know, which is also part of my, my, um, purpose is to heal. So, you know, I agree. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're always in that. I love that. That like, I'm not a performer. I'm like, I, I don't want to perform. I want to be, no. I, I used to like, I've dabbled in, you know, so many different aspects of the sort of entertainment industry throughout my life yeah. and career and, and acting is one of them. And I used to sort of have this joke, like, I'm not an actor. I'm the real thing. <laughs> because yes right? it's like even in the yeah. even in acting and it's like and you see that a lot with actors it's like they can't ever turn it off you know they're like always acting whether even whether mm. they're on set or whether they're not it's like they're always sort of in 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 character so yeah um, and, and it's like that saying you know like we're, we're human being we're, we're human beings not human doings and again so mm. much of our society so much of life is structured around doing 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 so that's what's so interesting about this year is that it's like, whether we like it or not, whether it's beneficial in all areas or not, it is really forcing everybody to just stop and slow down. And, yeah. you know, although there's many devastating effects that have come out of all of this at the same time, I believe that it was, it's been very necessary. Mm, a mm -hmm. lot of people just to like because the, the pace of most people's life does not allow them to stop it's just like go 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 do 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 and yeah maybe, yeah you get two weeks three weeks vacation a year or something and then that's it that's not a lifestyle over time that really promotes a healthy way of life no and not being able to be just be with ourselves like we're not again not taught to just just be with ourselves and just accept ourselves as we are, 
you know, that's how, not to get into this conversation, but that's how big like companies make all this money because we're taught we need to buy this lipstick and we need to, cause we're not good enough as we are. And it's a very powerful thing to know that I am. And in that imperfect version of myself, I then still offer what I offer, you know, which is that, that true form of self-expression. And, and when we can have that experience inside of ourselves of like truly connecting to our soul and truly knowing that we don't need all these things that we're told that we need, it's very freeing. It's so freeing and um, rewarding. It's so rewarding. So yeah, I just, I get so excited now that I'm in this space of like, ah, it is exciting, but and I want to go back to what you were saying about how your purpose is truth and like you want to speak truth. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about like what is your process or like how do you know when you're in truth or when you're not in truth or when something is true or not true to you? Because I think for some people that could be really helpful because I know that's where people get stuck, especially if they're not really used to connecting with themselves. Mm -hmm. It's this sort of ping pong game between like the mind and then like the heart and all of these different things. So I think it's helpful if you can share anything around your own process on how you discern what feels right or truthful to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning, you know, it's, I'll be learning the rest of my life. And I love that because I always want to be in a state of learning. I never want to think, Oh, I've figured all of this out. Um, that being said, I, you know how it is, you've experienced so many, I've experienced so many times of, of what the wrong thing looks like, not listening to my intuition, not trusting in myself, not believing in myself in all of these ways. I've done that so many times that now I know what it's like when I am. You know what I mean? It's coming from that place of, oh, okay, that's what it feels like when it's not in truth, when it's not in integrity. Um, so I've had a lot of those experiences to get me to this place of, simply put, being in truth for me is being present and accepting my emotions as they are. Whatever is flowing through me in the moment, it, it's a practice because I actually am able to identify and acknowledge what the feeling is. I have to suspend judgment because often like we feel the feeling, we feel the emotion, and then the mind wants to take over and it wants to place some kind of judgment on that feeling. So it is a practice of shutting that shit down and just being present and accepting. So accepting is the key here of what the truth of my emotion is inside me in this, in this moment. And then there will be another one in this next moment. So it, I guess it is a kind of control or a kind of mastery. It's not controlling as in not feeling. It's fully feeling, identifying, and accepting 
to me, that's what living in truth is. And that's my practice when I'm singing and, and perf- not performing. I hate the word performing when I'm singing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so, I, I hate saying, I hate using that word, but you know what I mean? When I'm singing in front of an audience in a professional setting. Right. Which is what, what you do. You've been doing, I mean, you are a full yeah. I mean, prior to yeah. the full 2020, you, yeah. were, uh, you know, you, you have been a professional singer and, you know, gigging yeah. like five nights a week. So you really are a full-time not perform singer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a full-time human being expressing myself musically. <laughs> no, that, that's I love that. I love that. And, my, and actually, I absolutely love what you said because I didn't know what you were going to say because again, that is very, everyone's own process is unique. And that's part of what the mastery is, is that we learn from other people along the way and got mm-hmm. little bits of their techniques or something, but ultimately, you know, we all have our own process and I love what you said, yeah. accepting and not judging what we feel because again, yeah. we're taught that certain emotions are good and other emotions are not good. And then when we feel these things that are, that don't feel good or that feel uncomfortable, we like try to, you know, either get rid of them or just stuff them down or just pretend they don't exist. I mean, so many things. And yet that actually makes them grow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, and sometimes it's hidden, but then this is why sometimes people's lives fall apart one day, you know, at some point, because they've just been doing that their whole life. And all of a sudden, yeah. like the, the trash overflows and it's like, yeah. oh, now you, we've really got to look at this now. And yeah. um, some people don't have the awareness. I think as women, like I was listening to you and I was like, wow, in some ways, in many ways, you know, we're very lucky to be in a female form because I feel that women we're naturally more in tune with our emotions. Like I feel that, you know, certain types of men, if they were listening to this conversation, yeah. what, what are you even talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's okay. Well, they think okay. they don't feel anything, which I find hilarious too. They're like, oh no, I don't feel anything. I'm like, oh yes, you do. Like, it's very, it's very interesting. Like there's so many layers there that have to be peeled back before they can even acknowledge um, yes. certain things because they were just never taught. And again, they were never allowed for women, for young girls. It's far more permissible. It's like, okay for us to be more emotional and to show certain types of emotion. And for many, like, you know, men from the time they were very young boys, that was not okay. So that emotional intelligence was yeah. not really developed and it does take some time to get that back again. Yes. And yeah, exactly. Just, I, I always, I often think about the masculine and the feminine, how we all have the both sides within us and yes, like true strength for me, whether it's uh, doesn't matter what gender is kind of just what I said is a certain vulnerability of accepting whatever it is that is within us in this moment, in the present moment, and, and being able to communicate that. You know, it's one thing to feel the thing, but a whole other thing to be able to communicate, you know, be able to express it to others, feel safe in expressing it to others. Um, I guess, not I guess, that's literally what saved my life is being able to express musically because there was a period of time where I was going through quite a lot of pain in my, in my life. And music was the one way that I was actually able to 
let out a lot of what I was holding inside my body. Um, even though at that time I was still compartmentalizing certain emotions just to survive, you know, as we do. Um, I, at least I had an outlet. I feel so bad for those in the world that don't have some kind of outlet of expression because that is so necessary for us to shed and, and move forward. You know, just like you say, if it doesn't, and if we don't address, it just festers and it just feeds that monster and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until one, one day we combust, you know, we just, we explode and fall to pieces. And that's really where, you know, the greatest moments are when we can put ourselves back together and experience our own resilience. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I think about that all the time too. It's funny. Yeah. I think it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, I, I don't want to say I feel sorry for, but I have, you know, compassion for people that don't have an expression. And at the same time, I also think that artists have a, have a, we have a hard time too with a lot of things. And mm-hmm. it goes into this whole conversation that I want to get into about like, you know, how everyone can sing. And I don't know about you, but people always say to me things like, oh, I wish I was a singer. Like, I wish I could do what you do and this kind of thing. And part of me is like, no, you don't. Like, you don't know what we go through. Like, I find the process of being an artist can be so just challenging sometimes, just dealing with all of the doubts and the fears and then the unknowns and then going something, doing things that go against the grain and then things that, you know, you pour your heart into something and then you don't even know if it's, if it's going to, how it's going to be received, if anyone will even, you know, so it's, there's challenges in that too, right? (laughs) Absolutely. But I think there is beauty and there is so much value in the taking of the risk. So whatever it is that anybody is doing in their life, if they're not taking risks and they're not going outside of their comfort zone, there's, there's going to be a level of complacency or a level of not feeling fulfilled maybe. Um, so it is in the risk taking because, and, and the vulnerability that's that taking that leap of faith and not knowing and being okay. So it's so much trusting in ourselves and knowing that whatever the result is, we're going to be okay at the end of the day. Um, yeah. We have to take, we have to take those risks, you know, otherwise, because we know what the answer is if we don't do it, right? You know what the answer is if you don't make some kind of leap of like, I want to, I want to express myself in this way, or I want to do this thing or whatever. If we don't take that leap of faith, we know we're just going to, it's going to be the same, but there's beauty in the when we've put energy into something and we put it out into the universe, the universe can respond. God can respond, whatever you want to call it. Some higher power, some higher source has the ability to respond in all of these beautiful ways that we can't possibly know until we've done the thing. Mm -hmm. And that like, not to go off, but like, that's what I love about, the act of creation, like writing a song, recording a song, putting a song out there and everybody, you know, you, you have the initial idea and then everybody that is in on the song, the producers, producers, plural, or other 
other singers, other instrumentalists that are on it. They all bring their unique thing. And then maybe at the end of the day, the song looks so different than how you initially first started it. But that's the beauty of you're taking those little risks, those little, little leaps, and, and then it becomes this beautiful thing that you never could have imagined. That's the act of creation. We just, we don't know, but we're putting ourselves out there. That's the first thing that has to happen. Because if we don't, we, we already know. We're just going to be, it's just going to be what already is. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of giggling because it's, uh, it's been like slow going for me, but I used to sit in those periods of not taking risks and not moving yeah. and doing anything for a long, 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 long time. And I don't know, yeah. of, I, I don't know why, but so it, it, it it's does, scary. It is scary. frightening. It is scary. And so sometimes, and this for, for me, it was about sort of learning to discern between what's the difference of like the nervous butterfly feeling because I'm trying something new and that like full on doom and gloom, like do not do this because this is the wrong thing for you. Because they, for me anyway, they, they sort of feel a little similar because when you're about yes. to do something new and, and take a leap into the unknown, it feels quite, it feels scary. And sometimes you just have to like push through it and do it anyway. Because like you said, if you don't do it, then what will happen? You know, nothing. Yeah. And I think that I've, I've had the exact same thing of like, is this my intuition talking? What is it that's telling me like, don't do it or do the thing. And I think it just comes back to knowing the intention with which you are coming to coming from, you know, if I'm coming from a place of like true, authentic love, I love this song or I love this thing and I want to put it out there, I already know. So it doesn't matter what the result is because my intention is pure. But if I'm coming from a place of ego, like I want to look great in front of everybody and be like the next hot shit, then, you know, I feel like that's the energy that comes back to us because that's what we're putting out. Yep. It's true. It's and and you know we go through like the ego is so funny you know we go through mm -hmm. some different like journeys with our own ego and the oh ego God. can be so tricky and that's a that's an ongoing process too. Um, yeah. <laughs> about, yeah. Well, that's a whole other. That's a whole like series in itself. Like the ego. Oh like, my God. You know because the ego the ego is tricky. It manifests in ways that we don't always. Uh, think of it as manifesting necessarily but I would love to talk a little bit about because I love this we both talked about this um you know we both heard this a million times like because so many people will say I can't sing I can't sing I can't sing and I always say no you can sing you know maybe you're mm -hmm. not destined to be a professional singer but you can sing like if you have a voice you can sing and so I'd love yeah. you to speak a little bit about that because I know that you're doing some vocal coaching now and that you're um approaching it in a very sort of unique way so I'd love for you to mm -hmm. share a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it is so much of what I already talked about, which is a connection to ourselves and uh, to the people that think that they can't sing again, it it's, that's a mind block. That's not actually the reality. That's a reality that they've um, created in their mind out of fear. It's fear. It's fear because of certain expectations society has placed on us of how we're supposed to sound. You know, it just comes back to that old bullshit. Um, 
which is not the truth. You know, it's, it's, it's created for a reason. And the reason is not to help us grow uh, in ourselves. So um, the first step I think would be understanding that that's a belief system that we have the ability to change of, of that belief that we're not singers because it's a built-in instrument that we all have. We use our voice to speak every day. So it's not that difficult of a leap to transition into um, making sounds in another way. That's all it is. You know, if you go back to, to slavery, you know, and that period of time where literally their way of making it through the day that's you know the field haulers the call and response they had to emit sound so that they could survive in a day they didn't give a fuck about what they sounded like they didn't care whether they they had like the right tone or the right pitch or whether people were going to approve of what they sounded like they just fucking had to because they needed to get all of this pain out of their body. So the feel, the, the call and response, the, the community, you know, like that communal um, uh, vibration through, through sound, um, it's different. It's different than when we simply speak. There's something about music that takes out and takes us into this place of, um, uh, of, of voicing what is what it uh, what we're unable to speak you know what we're unable to articulate into words and there's incredible healing power in that so i'm using that as an example because we get so in this narrow world of what we think we're supposed to be instead of what truly fulfills our soul so that's the place that i'm coming from and the reason that i'm coming from this place is because i've literally lived this so when I'm coaching and yeah, I just started this recently um, when I'm coaching vocalists, which is anybody because everybody has the ability to sing. Um, I really think about three things. The first thing, which I've already talked about extensively is having confidence in ourselves. And the confidence is we are accepting ourselves and our emotions in this present moment as it is that to me is true confidence it's the acceptance of what is inside of us in this moment and having the courage to express that so it does take work in the sense that we have to be able to identify what we're feeling and then be able to have the courage to express that vocally and not be worried about what that sounds like because it's, it's all, it'll take care of itself. Like when we're really connected to our emotional state and when we're really connected to ourselves in that way, Oh my God, the sound literally is always beautiful because it's not about having the right note. The right note happens when we're connected. <laughs> like, and all of these things that, 
And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong or that I'm right or anything like that because we all learn in a different way. We all have a different process and it's all great. Just from my own experience, I want to come at it from let's, let's work on the foundation, which is um, the expression of our true emotional selves. And then we'll deal with the technical. And often all of those things like having good, you know, good phrasing or good tone in our voice and all of these things naturally happen when we're connected. And then maybe just a little bit of like tweaking and exploring and experimenting because just like anything, you've got to put the hours in, you've got to put the work in. So if you want to sing, you have to try all, like, I remember when I was 10 years old, like I would literally copy line for line Mariah Carey songs or Whitney Houston songs and just like copy and I would record myself on my little karaoke machine and for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours because I just loved doing it so much. I wasn't trying to be anything or whatever. I just loved it. So there is, it's a combination of mastery of our emotions and also putting, putting the energy in. Um, if you want to have a certain excellence, you know, you've got you to spend time exploring your voice and exploring what that sounds like. I could sing, and I will always love you. I. Or I could sing it like, and I will always love you. You know, there's just, there's literally no right way, but we have to like be willing to try. So I probably took it out of what we were just talking about, but <laughs> no, I, actually I was talking love about like five I, things at once. I, I No, that's no, okay. Well, it's to be expected when we're having a conversation, we're going to go over But I, I love that you say that because I used to think about that all the time when I first started, um, not just singing, but like producing music as well. Cause when you're producing music, it's like you can go down a million rabbit holes because you have all these different instruments, all these different sounds. And each one of them has infinite potentials as to what you want each of those sounds to sound like. Right. Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how do you even know? Cause you can add this effect or not. You could yeah. add this thing or not. You could take away something. You can like, there's all these possibilities. And in my head, I used to like, you know, very Virgo style, like, oh my gosh, what's the best way? Like, wow. And I used to like, <laughs> and then I, I came to the same realization that you did, which is actually, it's just about alignment and flow. And it's really interesting how I have so much less attachment yeah. to so many of my creations now, because I just trust mm. that they come out the way that they're meant to. It sort of unfolds as it's meant to. And then if I'm happy with it, I'm like, I'm happy. And then I can move along from it. And yeah. I don't have to like obsess about all these little, um, things because I love, mm. I, thank you very much. Your, your, your singing was beautiful. <laughs> I absolutely love that example too. That is a perfect example because yeah. both, both ways that you sang that were beautiful. Both were powerful in their own way. Both conveyed a different, um, you know, emotion and a different sort yeah. of feeling. So unless you're actually like in a stage 
production or like a musical where there's a specific feeling when for the most part if you're just singing there is a lot of freedom in how you want to express so that's yeah. what, that's what I love and I actually think like you like you mentioned as well that is sort of what sets apart um and it, you know one artist from another and again it's very yeah. interesting because so many people even you know this in the music industry so many people try so hard to emulate a certain way of being they try to mm -hmm. like, emulate other artists they try to do what they think people want to hear mm. don't do that like do what no. comes from you because what comes from you is what people need to hear what that yes happens. sometimes it's, it's a process to get there like it's not again it's not that that happens overnight there's a long no. there's a huge journey in getting to that place because ultimately as you said it's about your own alignment right but it's super interesting yeah yeah, it's, it's a lifelong process. You know, I'm still figuring this out like every day, every week. Um, I go to new levels. I'm not the same person I was last week, you know, and next week, hopefully I'll be, you know, I, I have evolved since this week. So it is, it is. So it, for me, like I said, the first thing, which is having confidence, which is, uh, accepting what is in the moment for us. Um, and that is so powerful as a musician, because when you're performing live, all you have is the present moment. You know, all you have is this moment right now. And then this moment is gone and we're on to the next moment. So you can't even, you don't even have time to dwell on the past. Like you just have to keep moving forward and accepting. And I will add one little thing in there, which is some, a huge I remember when I had this moment, this epiphany of, because I'm a Virgo too, so I was steeped very much in perfection and sounding perfect and never making a mistake on stage and all of these things. But I realized over time, and also the more I became free in my life and free in my expression, I realized when I did make mistakes and how it endeared the audience to me. And I, it was actually like the most beautiful thing. I got to the point where I loved making mistakes because I felt more connected to myself and I felt more connected to the audience. And, and I realized what it really was all about, which is not perfection. It's about that sense of connection, you know, that sense of, Oh, she's a human being. Like, like there, this is really one take in the moment and how beautiful is that? It'll never be the same again, you know? So I learned to like really love that. So there's that. And the, and the other thing that I talk about, really everything I talk about in my coaching is, is what I've experienced in my life as an artist put into words. I found a way to voice my internal process. Um, so the second thing for me, this is a huge thing, is understanding the story. So there are lyrics, you might have written the song yourself, or somebody else wrote the song. It's not even about what the song or what the composer meant when they wrote the song. How do I connect to the words in the song? How can I bring my life experience and my understanding and connection to these words? Because now I'm literally lifting these words off the page 
and giving them life the way that only I can or the way that only you can if you were to sing it, which would be different than I sang it or anybody. And that's what our unique gift is, is our ability to make it our own. That's what is going to connect us to our, deeper to ourselves and connect us deeper to an audience or if we're, you know, if we're just singing for ourselves then it's just us. But I think that's a huge thing. I think it is often missed. Um, we throw words away sometimes, you know, so, and because we're afraid of truly feeling and truly being like, what does this even mean to me? You know, I use this example a lot, but it's a really good example because things shift over time, how we feel about things. If I were to sing one song today and I were to sing the same song 10 years from now, I could I'll probably be coming from a completely different place. And that's the beauty of evolution, but it's still always honoring what we're feeling in the moment. Um, and the song is, because I do the, the tribute to Aretha Franklin, I have so many of these examples, but you know the famous um, song written by Carole King, um, Natural Woman. I remember I used to sing that song and I would be thinking about, you know, like the guy that I love or the you know, whoever it is that I'm interested in or I have a crush on. You make me feel like a natural woman. But now, when I sing that song, I love this so much. I'm singing it for myself. I make me feel like a natural woman because that is how I, I got goosebumps when I said that. Because that's literally how I feel about it now in this time, in this moment. Maybe I'll, I'll, maybe if I sang it tomorrow, I'd be thinking something else. But at this moment, when I sing that, I'm thinking about myself because that's where I'm at in my life. So I'm using that as an example to say, what do the words mean to you? Like, cause that's everything that is everything that shapes the tone that shapes the way we express whatever it is, like that all feeds in. It all makes a difference. Never throw the words away. Know what it's about. Know how you connect to it. So that's a huge thing. And then the third thing that I, you can't do any of this without breathing properly. You know, so many of us go through life like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> and we're not like really, really taking those deep breaths because, and I know that you know this, but um, our power, especially as vocalists, comes not from pushing, you know, that'll strain a voice when we're pushing or we think we need to push. The most powerful thing is when we actually relax into the note. So I'm taking it, when I breathe, I'm taking a huge breath from my belly, my lower belly. Like I have my hand on it. I'm taking that really big full inhale. So my belly is like puffed out like a balloon. And then the power comes in how I control the air coming out of my body. So I'm taking the same breath, whether I'm hitting like that high Whitney Houston belt or whether I'm like singing a really breathy note, it's the same air. It's just how I'm controlling the air coming out. But the point that I'm trying to make is, we're not going to be able to do any of this unless we're 
really breathing and relaxed into the note. That's when you hit what that's when you hear those sweet notes. You know, when you hear some of those sweet, I don't know why I'm thinking of Whitney, but obviously. Oh my God. Um, Whitney is like my, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. The best. It's so downstairs in my little in my studio. I have like yeah. kind of like a little altar, and the altar is like at the center of it is a Pointer Sisters record from the uh, 80s. and then yes. Whitney Houston like seven. <laughs> I almost took a photo of it the other day. I even have a picture of Whitney on my altar because like my other altar upstairs yeah. with all my sacred things because she's been with me since I was a little girl. Like my mom used to listen to one of her tapes in the car over and over. Like I swear. Uh, we were like mom like change the tape but so I know like Whitney is just she's like an angel but she was an incredible vocalist and it's a great example and she not only did she she had the pipes but it was it was also very much about the way that she connected to you know and a lot of these great singers when you watch them yes they have a great voice but it's really about the way that they connect to themselves and then the song and then like when you see an artist really losing themselves in the song or in the work that's when you know that it's really um and that really involves going beyond the mind right because yes in the mind I love that we're talking about this because um as, as I'm listening to you and I'm sort of reflecting back on my own process and I'm realizing that I sort of never thought about it that way but also um that's sort of what's happened is because I've come more into alignment now I think I mm-hmm. I mentioned this to you when we spoke um last week that um number one I think a lot of things can change the voice I believe life experience mm. actually yeah. changes the voice. absolutely yeah we talked about that oh, I love this so much yeah, it's fascinating. Well, I remember asking, and I still don't know the answer to this question, but I remember asking one of my vocal coaches, like, why do like black African or African-American singers, why do they have these like different kind of voices that, and it's interesting because mm-hmm. if you look culturally, because I study a lot of um, uh, music from India, like classical Indian yeah. music, Indian singers have a very different kind of voice. They, they favor that kind yeah. of, kind of, they have a different melesma, like, yeah, the, the, the fast vibrato. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And then like, mm-hmm. the, like, you know, the black soul singers, they have these incredible, powerful, booming voices, which mm-hmm. is not as common. You have that type of a voice, but it's not as common for people from other cultures to have that yeah. depth in their voice. And yeah. so I remember asking one of my vocal coaches, I'm like, what is it? And, you know, we were yeah. speculating about what makes it so. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I think it is. We are born with a certain voice and we, it depends on our influences that we have, especially in our young formative years, like what kind of musical influences we have at that time probably helps shape our voices. And then there's our natural voice. And then, um, yeah, like we were saying the other day, um, our emotional state has the ability to change our voice, even expand our range, like we talked about. Um, so all of those judgments that we literally place on ourselves that aren't true, like, oh, I can only sing this low or I can only sing that, that high. The only reason that that's true is because you believe it. When we believe of expanded possibilities, only then is there a possibility of that 
increase, you know, and it's not necessarily going to happen like clockwork or like, it's not a literal thing that happens. It will happen because we've opened ourselves up to the possibility. We are doing the work on our vocals and we are doing the work in our life in expanding consciousness in accepting our emotional state as we are all of these things. There's no compartmentalizing. It all feeds in. It all plays in to, to everything. Oh, it absolutely does. It is, it is really, voice work is really very, uh, it is very much a holistic thing, really, when you get into it, because you have yeah. to, you really have to connect everything up. And I know that um, we're kind of running out of time here. I'm trying to keep these. <laughs> I don't even know. I've lost track of time. What time? Oh, well, I'm trying to keep, we started it, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep track and I'm yeah. trying to keep them to like under an hour because me and my, my guest, like last week, we went way over because, you know, we can just talk forever and I yeah. get to keep it you know, condensed within a, within a, within a time. But, um, yeah, I just think that connecting with the voice is such a holistic thing. So please can mm. you tell everyone about, so now we know what you're doing. You're doing this kind of very yeah. um, one-on-one one -on -one voice coaching and, yeah. um, where can people find you? What kind of singers do you want to work with or everybody? Just let us know a little <laughs> just in case. Anybody everybody. Yeah. Um, no, really it's not about like what we started with, everybody has the ability to sing. I literally, uh, when I wrote my little write-up about coaching, I start by saying singing isn't about singing at all because it really isn't. It really isn't. It's about our belief system. So just bear that in mind. So I'm so honored and excited to work with anybody and everybody. Um, I have a website. It's am siobhan.com so i am s i o b h a n.com um you can find me yeah you can you'll you'll tell people we'll be there i'm on instagram so instagram is siobhan.i.am so it's really just the off the other way around from my website so I have my vocal coaching page on my website that talks about what it is that I do, the process and pricing. Um, so, and you can contact me right through the website or on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's the best way to reach me. Amazing. I think it's, well, yeah. so what it feels like to me is that you can, you, you, the work that you're doing is for everyone, really, for anyone it who is. open the voice, whether they're actually like a singer per se or not. Yes. Yeah. It, it, this work really is for anybody. And what helps make it, it you make it as good as it can be. I, I didn't describe that very well. It, there has to be an openness to exploration in order for you to get the fullest benefits from it if that makes sense um beyond beyond what we thought or our preconceived notions about how we're supposed to sing so i guess the only prerequisite that i would say is an openness to explore and an openness to explore inside ourselves maybe in ways that we haven't before so Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it is, yeah. You, you really have to be open when you yeah. the voice because um, so much of what is 
is blocking people is literally being is 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 like having that closeness and people will tell me Mm -hmm. literally they feel that they say oh I feel so blocked in my expression and you know my in my healing work that I do when I'm doing sessions with clients it's like I part of how I tune into them is I will often feel in my body what they feel in their body yes me too many people yeah it's quite common for intuitive empathic people like us and so many times i feel and again it's in the energy field it's not necessarily physical in the throat but so many people have this tightness right you can tell right around the neck and the throat area so there's so much blockages there and i think Mm. i mentioned this as well i sort of came to my own conclusion through you know my 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 group of friends is very diverse from so many different cultures and i said almost every culture has some version Version of blocking the voice, whether it's the like throw it under the rug or the don't talk about that type of thing, or you know, oh, it's, it's prevalent yeah. in so, so many cultures. Um, yeah, except for maybe African, not as much. My ex husband was from West Africa and he yeah. was the vocally open person that I ever met. I mean, he could be really quiet, but when he, when he sang and when he mm. talked, uh, so much expression there. And I noticed that, you know, we were doing a lot of African music. So I had lots of interactions with people from all over different parts of Africa. And I noticed yeah. that there was, you know, a lot more uh, openness there. So maybe not as much there, but so many other cultures, there's just so much blockages. And we've been told, like, don't talk about this you know or you know so yeah not not, not being able to fully feel their emotions or fully feel safe in expressing their emotion that absolutely translates to how we sing like how can it not we're literally using the same vessel the same sound is coming out from the same place yes. so yeah it's so true so it is it is a letting go it is a surrender you know singing is so much of a a surrender as it as in anything you know um, letting go of, of what we think it should be and allowing what actually is. Yes, absolutely. And I think there's just so much, I mean, I think you used the word freedom before, you know, there really is so much freedom. I think whether somebody wants to be a singer or a great singer or not, just to do some work around opening, even just freeing the expression so that you feel safe and you feel clear and like to express what you need to express because that's important because a lot of things um, in our, in, in, in the world that are going wrong or not so great are because people are not speaking up and they're not speaking out against things. And it's people want to, people tell me that all the time too. They say they feel like they're called to say something, but they feel so blocked. So I think this work that both of us are doing is so important. Mm-hmm. I get to see where we sort of crisscross because we're, yes. yeah, where, where we end up crisscrossing along with the work that we're doing, because I think it's, I think it's a massive job. I, I literally think almost every, human being could do to you know do some we really need to to open up yeah. voice area so we feel because so many people especially when we in traumatic situations in difficult situations people feel like they don't have a voice and so many yes been listened to even just different groups of people culturally you know um people are not listening to one another so i think if people find the courage to speak and then of course you know listening comes along with that too it's very powerful it really is. And often I start my sessions after I will have a conversation. We'll start by breathing, breathing first, like deep breathing. And then often I'll, we'll go into a hum and we'll do this together. So we're feeling each other's vocal vibration. And the reason that that is so powerful is we just need to have an experience of our own vibration inside our body. 
So there's nothing to think about. There's, there's no lyrics to think about remembering. There's nothing. We're literally just making sound. And even that can be a very cathartic experience for someone who's never really felt that or had that you know, had that ability. It seems so simple to just go, mm, uh, but that's, that's part of the unlocking, you know? So, oh, I mean, this is a whole other, we'll have to yeah, oh, have you back yeah. we'll more because we're, we can part just, two. yeah, part, yeah, we'll have to come back for part two because that, that <laughs> what you just said is a whole other, I mean, we could talk about this, but that is, it is very true. It, and that goes back to just being, like if you haven't ever had the opportunity to just sit with yourself and breathe and feel your energy. And, and, and again, so many people are not able to do this. So that's part of the work that I do too with my just healing work is try to help people yeah. come back to themselves so that they can feel themselves. Because I think often we're looking for somebody else to tell us what to do, or we're looking for something, <sighs> but the answer is actually always within ourselves. So then it becomes yes. Us to find the tools and and again it's going to be different for everybody but that's what the journey is so that we can keep coming back to ourselves and learning how to mm-hmm. connect first with ourselves and then from there we can connect with all of life really or whatever else that we need to connect with yeah what a journey it is man to especially as an artist to be able to express fully and not need validation like or need feedback, we can, we can trust in ourselves and give it to ourselves. And then if there is some kind of external feedback, that's just like the cherry on top of the cake, you know? And it's so hard. It is so hard. I spent my entire life, like just being okay with like not knowing the unknown, the uncertainty. And that's just that again, I can't tell you how many times I've literally felt that on stage, uncertainty, and I just accepted it. I accepted it and I sang through it. That's what I mean. There's literally no right or wrong way to do it. It's just accepting what is in this moment. <laughs> I realize that too. I realize that because sometimes like I, I, you know, performing, sometimes that's a whole other thing for me, you know, and I feel like that a lot. I don't feel, cause I watch other people and they seem like they just naturally, you know, perform. And sometimes I get into it, but sometimes like you too, I felt very uncomfortable. I felt very self-conscious. I felt all of these things, yet you have to keep mm. going anyway. And then the funny yeah. thing, usually people either don't notice or they're like, wow, that was the best thing you ever did. And I'm like, okay. Cause it's all part of it. And again, I think it's back to, we're such complex beings and yeah. so it's all coming through the instrument in that way. But, um, I just wanted to share one more thing, um, that you were yeah. there that, um, so funny. She was a teacher of mine many years ago and was not the best teacher in a lot of ways, but she did give me one piece of, uh, that, that I, that I took with me. And I remember she said, don't attach your self-worth to your creations, your creations, are your creations, and you are you. So that yeah. way, if your creation fails, you don't fail. Not that it fails, but if people don't like what you create, if you put something out and nobody likes it or nobody hears it, your whole self-esteem doesn't have to go down the toilet with your creation. You separate those things. So you know that you're worthy. You know that you're self. And then you can just create freely. And then you just create. And so I love that. Yeah. Now, this has been, for me, it's been a big journey in like, you know, being a very self-conscious, empathetic, traumatized Virgo. I used to literally, I was like, I called it Van Gogh syndrome. I would like write a whole like symphony, practically create something. And then I would just 
destroy it or I would just knock it down in my head. And what's happening to me now, which is very interesting, is that when this goes, the funny thing about timing, you know, you were saying you could sing a song in 10 years from now. I am literally going back now and pulling up songs that I wrote 10 years ago. Yeah. I love them now because yeah. I love myself because I'm yes. not so critical of myself anymore. So yeah. I'm not jumping on every word or every note or every whatever. Mm. So critical. I'm like, actually, this is a great song. And so I'm, it's actually really exciting to be able to look at them from that place and not as this, like before I would just be like, cut, 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 like everything, like not good enough, not this needs to be more this, but now I'm like, oh, it's great. You know, it's yeah. very <laughs> so healing to healing your old self, you know, like, I love that. I love that practice, you know, which is like going back and, and loving those parts of ourselves that we were so critical. And I'm also so critical of myself. So I understand that very, very, very well. I know you do. I know we're like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for, for joining us today. You've been such a, I'm definitely going to have to have you back for part two because there's yeah. so much to talk about, especially around the, of the voice, because I think that, you know, in creating this course that I've been creating, I've just gotten so many kind of downloads from the universe about how important it is. So I'm so grateful. Please tell everyone one more time where they can find you and your wonderful vocal coaching. My website, www.iamshivon.com. I-A-M-S-I-O-B-H-A-N.com. And Elise, thank you so much for having me. This has absolutely been such a, a highlight of my week for sure. <laughs> All right. I'm just here at home, you know, <laughs> living my best life with my books. So um, yeah, I've really, I've really loved talking to you today and this is amazing work that you're doing. So thank you. I think thank a lot of people are going to get so much benefit from it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited about, I just love what you're doing too. So we will definitely, I look forward to collaborating more and how that works. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. Siobhan Walsh and um, this is Surya. This is the voice for love and peace and love to everyone. Bye. Yay. Peace. You've been listening to a voice for love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.